Hello, everyone. Welcome to the PFM Betting Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Blewis, joined by Jason Katz, PFM Betting and Fantasy Analyst, making his return to the podcast. Jason, how are you? I'm doing great. Happy to be here for a second time. Yeah, you were on with Beerman last time filling in for me, so this is the first time that me and you will be on the podcast uh, giving out picks. So let's hope we get off to a, a good start together. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully we can get some winners for everybody. Yep, absolutely. So for tonight, we had the Jacksonville Jaguars versus New Orleans Saints. At the moment, there's a bit of uh, a curveball being thrown here with betting with Trevor Lawrence's status. He is currently listed as questionable. The line opened with the Jaguars being one-and-a-half-point favorites on Sunday night. Then the line got to as high as Saints minus three, but now settling as Saints as one-point favorites. We expect Lawrence to play, but he's clearly not going to be 100% coming off a short week in which he had a knee sprain. But does anything stand out to you with the odds? Uh, From a straight betting standpoint here in terms of the spread, I like the Saints to win this game regardless of whether Lawrence plays. I tentatively expect him to play. He expressed optimism. It's, of course, tough on the short week. Uh, But Jaguars are coming off uh, two pretty good wins here. And I think they're due for a little bit of a letdown. And the Saints at home, they've got the healthier team. So I I lean the Saints in this one. I I wonder if you shouldn't bet it now, though, because I'm I'm not sure how to play this. Because if Lawrence plays... I do think the line is going to move a little bit, Mm -hmm. possibly maybe to Jaguars minus one. But again, if he doesn't play, you're probably getting this up to three or three and a half. And then you're going to be like, oh man, I should have bet the Saints now. Right now, we got it basically at a pick, you know, minus one, minus 112 on DraftKings. I think that's worth taking and not playing the game in terms of whether Lawrence plays just because it's it's such a close to zero number that it's probably not going to make a difference either way. But if it gets to three and a half or three, that could be a problem. Yeah, I think I'm on the same page as you here. I lean the Saints. Even like if even before Trevor Lawrence's injury became like a thing, I was thinking about the Saints for this one just because I always lean towards the home team on a short week, which team has a better defense because points usually caught like usually it's really difficult to score this many to score many points in primetime games nowadays. I mean the unders are 14 and six so far this season, and the Jags are on a three-game winning streak, but the Saints defense could be a problem for them with or without Lawrence. And I agree with you that it's advantageous to wait. If you want better the Saints, considering like if Lawrence does get, if and when he is ruled active for tonight, that spread's definitely going to move. I mean, it already has two points since it was ruled that he could, it was more likely to play than not when it got to three, as I said earlier. But you do run the risk of what if he is out. And like you said, that gets up to three, three and a half. I wouldn't play this anything at three or above, anything under a field goal for the Saints, giving points, even being underdogs, I really like. But another thing I'm eyeing too is the total. As I said earlier, unders are hitting on Thursday on primetime games a lot this season. And on a short week with this, I'm with me leading the Saints here. The Saints aren't going to win this game. It's a low scoring game. They're not going to win this in the shootout by any means. And as bad as Derek Carr and this offense has really looked, the defense has been really impressive. They kind of had an unlucky wit, unlucky loss, excuse me, last week against the Texans. They outgained them pretty handily on offense. They just had a lot of penalties and mistakes that really held them back in that one. I bet the Texans, so I'm happy to take that lucky win. But at the same time, I don't think the score really reflects how that matchup played out. Now, I know you're the player prop guy at PFN. You're definitely much more into the player prop game than the traditional markets as a fantasy guy, especially. That makes a lot of sense. Um, At the moment, we don't have that many Jaguars options available for us just because of 
Trevor Lawrence's status, but is there anything you, that you like so far? Well, I completely agree with you in that I'm leaning unders here. Believe it or not, Thursday night hasn't been too bad for scoring. We had uh, the shoot, we had the shootout with the Eagles and the Vikings. We had another shootout, Lions and Packers. Then we had the Bears and Commanders. Those those teams, those games all went for over 50 points. But man, I just think this is going to be a really, really ugly, low-scoring game. I mean, I, I really think this is the type of game where you could take like an alternate under at, at a much lower number and get plus odds on it. But what I'm looking at is for both these teams to get off to a slow start. A lot of punts in the first quarter. And I got, uh, I see the total here for the first quarter at seven under even money on Caesar Sportsbook. And I think that's a real good play. I, I really think the only way this goes over is if we get a touchdown in the first quarter probably due to some sort of some sort of short field or a turnover and again if that happens and you know, these random things do happen but otherwise i think worst case scenario on something like this is you push and i'm okay with that but i really think we're looking at a game that's like three nothing after the first quarter and this could be like a, a sweat free early hit for anyone who wants to take it yeah i like that play there too and you mentioned how a lot of the overs actually have been hitting on thursday night of the six overs on prime time this season, three of them on Thursday night. But that's lacking a little bit of context because you've had a really bad Vikings defense, an inconsistent Eagles defense for that second Thursday night game. You mentioned the Bears and Commanders. I mean, they can't stop anybody on defense. And then the Packers, Lions, and the Lions are just our, our juggernaut right now. And Jordan Love is awful in that game, but a Lions in scoring position. I don't mind that play. Surprisingly, the Saints are a little higher in first, first quarter score than I expected, considering... They've only scored 20 points or more in one game this season. They're 15th in first quarter scoring, but the Jaguars are only 17th. There's a little bit of a surprise given they've kind of come back to life in recent weeks on offense. But I definitely don't mind that play with the uh, first quarter under. In terms of the player props, I'm with you that this could be a very low scoring game. I'm not expecting much action. It could be really ugly. So when I'm looking at the player props and uh, as of this right, as once this comes out, our player props article will be up. And I took mostly unders for the Jaguars, just because I'm not really expecting them to move the ball very well against this Saints team. And what under I was eyeing was uh, Travis Etienne for his rushing guards. That Now it's at 63 and a half. He has a lot of volume this year, but just really hasn't been that explosive. And in this game, when they're, the game script not, might not be in their favor and they'd be playing from behind, I can't really see him having that same type of volume as the last few weeks where they are on that three-game winning streak. I don't know what your thoughts are there. Is there any other player props that you like for this one? I'm with you with this. My fear is that I don't like putting in a bunch of plays on Thursday night, especially when I'm banking it all in like one game script. Because in theory, let's let's say that my read on this is off and it ends up being high scoring. That means I'm probably going to lose every bet I make if I'm going with this narrative. But at the same time, I like this first quarter under. I like the game under. And I'm with you with, with Travis Etienne under. The Saints, one of the best run defenses in the league. Uh, they're allowing just 69 rushing yards per game to running backs. They surrender 3.6 yards per carry. The concern, of course, as you pointed out, is Etienne's volume is going to be there, especially with Lawrence Limited. So we could see a scenario where he gets like 22 carries for like 65 yards and goes over this, and that'd be really frustrating. But Etienne has gone under this number three times already this season, you know, half his games. And in a tough matchup, I like that under as well. I'm also looking at Derek Carr's passing yards under, because again, the whole low-scoring game. Jaguars, they've actually been very vulnerable against the pass. But Carr only averages 6.5 yards per attempt. That's 25th in the league. And, his, and prior to last week's 353-yard outburst, his passing yards totals were 228, 103, 127, and 183. He's not even coming close to this number. And then finally, 
I like Trevor Lawrence's under because of the injury and just in general, he hasn't really been just he hasn't been playing well. I mean, in terms of like fan the fantasy side of it, he hasn't scored 20 fantasy points at all this season. It's really wow. been just floor games for Lawrence. He's just been kind of getting it just barely done, just doing enough to win. And on, on the season, we're looking at somebody who's thrown for, let's see, his last game threw for 181 yards before that, then 315, but then 207, 279, 216, 241. We don't have a line for Lawrence. I don't know where they're going to set it. Saints are definitely a pass funnel defense in terms of you want to throw on them rather than run. And I don't like taking Lawrence's under and ETN's under because there's negative correlation there. Yeah. So we got to see what the number is before I actually do anything on this. But if we get anything around like 250 or higher, I think I'm, ha- I'm going to have to take the under. But that's probably that's probably being a little ambitious in terms of what I think the line will be. So I'm pulling up the uh, the player props article I submitted for edit. By the time this podcast drops, this will be up. When I took the under for ETN earlier, it was at 66 and a half at FanDuel. Now it's at 63 and a half at DraftKings. So I should get, I was probably going to wait to bet that. I might have missed the boat, but I think I'm still going to take it. The one thing that I do agree with you with Derek Carr that they're just not really efficient throwing the ball this year. There's don't really have them getting in rhythm. I mean, a lot of people that are skeptical about the Saints this year, they're pointing to that Derek Carr really struggles in that first year under a new offensive coordinator. But the one thing he does have going for him is that right, he's just attacking downfield. I mean, he leads the NFL in pass attempts of at least 20 yards with 10 throws because he has Chris Olave and Rashid Shaheed. They really help him out. They're both really good deep threats. But I'm with you that he really had to have a lot of consistency, have a really efficient day to get over that because he's, like you said, he has really not hit this number many times a season despite him leading the league in those big pass attempts downfield. I think the play here might be just to mitigate risk a little bit is maybe go with the same game parlay and just throw all these unders in there and you're banking on the game script. And yeah, obviously, if we end up going three and one or four and one, that'll be frustrating. But I think it'll be helpful just just to not have as much risk. And if we end up being wrong and it's just completely way off, well, then you only lose one bet instead of four. So I think that might be the play, especially since we got a, a little bit of a boost there on FanDuel. If you, and that's probably the best site to take unders on in general because it's kind of hard to get unders on a lot of these sports books with same-game parlays. And, of course, I, know I love betting me some unders. So I think that might be the best move if you want to join in on this uh, low-scoring, no-offense yeah. bandwagon that we're, that we're kind of uh, spouting here. You also mentioned that it's good to take them on FanDuel. Another reason is because FanDuel is the most public sports book and the public loves taking over. So you're going to get a more of a discount on unders at FanDuel compared to a little bit of the other books that take a little bit more sharp action there or really wait for the movement first before really posting the props. But yeah, that's a good tease too, setting up for about the time this podcast drops in the morning. We'll have our same game, par- same game parlay article up from Kyle Sapi giving his same game parlay picks for the game. We'll have the player props, as I mentioned earlier, and the picks from myself, Jason Katz, David Bierman, and Kyle Sapi. So, Katz, thank you for joining me. We'll have you back on the podcast soon. Good luck to everybody tonight. We'll be back Friday morning previewing the rest of the slate.